Morley is in Winnipeg, joining us here now on the line. Good morning, Morley. Hey, Daryl, how you doing? I'm doing reasonably well. I haven't heard your voice for a, for a few days. I missed you, buddy. Uh, oh, I was going to say, is that why you're feeling well? Because you haven't heard my voice for a couple of days? <laughs> no, just ta- I miss, take I the win. Well. Take the win. Yes, I was be- it's, ni- it's, it's been nice the last couple of days to wake up at 4 a.m. and go back to sleep. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it, too. <laughs> well, in uh, leading up to this, you were bragging about going to Winnipeg because the weather was going to be so awesome, but yeah. uh, how did that work out? How did that yeah, work out? Not, not so well today. Although, uh, I'll tell you what, I got here on Wednesday afternoon, and it was uh, it was like a put the top down, roll the shirt sleeves up kind of day. It was like 26, 27 degrees. The sun was shining. Same thing all day yesterday here in Winnipeg and then I woke up this morning and the rain was just pounding down uh, and it is as I look out my hotel room window now I can see it's still raining a little bit out there now not as hard but still raining and supposed to rain right up through the day right up almost till game time uh-huh. so uh, the game day walk has been uh, postponed today uh, hopefully not called on the count of rain and, and we'll, we'll get out and uh, and have a walk around later but uh, yeah it's uh, uh, the good news is I guess it'll uh, it'll suppose it's supposed to subside by game time which is important because uh, a, a wet football field and a wet football makes for uh, a lot of sloppy play and not yeah. enjoyable football so hopefully it'll uh, it'll dry up and things will be okay for the game tonight but maybe maybe it's an equalizer when you have the well, team with one of the worst records in the CFL taking on the team with the best record in the CFL. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It could be the equalizer for sure because uh, you know uh, it, it puts everybody on on the same footing, which would be bad footing if it's raining and slippery. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Elks are two and five, as you mentioned. They've lost three in a row. They're playing the Bombers, who are the class of the league. They're seven and one. They've won five straight games, but. The one thing the Elks have going for them coming back, Daryl, is the return of quarterback Trevor Harris, who got hurt in the uh, rematch game during the Labor Day series on the game back in Edmonton on the Saturday uh, and has missed the last two games. That included a loss to Winnipeg in Edmonton a couple of weeks back. But Trevor Harris will be back, and he will be the starting quarterback for the Elks uh, today. And I, I, I talked to him yesterday. Uh, he's ready and excited to return. I feel great. And uh, obviously the last couple of weeks is – uh, frustrating sitting back, <clears throat> not getting to play and, uh, you know, help, wishing you were out there able to help the team, but <clears throat> you've got to be able to find ways to help the team, no matter what stage you're in or what your role is. And, uh, that's what I tried to do and tried to sit back and see from a different lens and learn and, uh, see if we could, you know, you know, change some things up and talk with Jamie and see if, uh, he was seeing things the same way. So I think we were able to kind of uh, do a little bit of that and I was able to give myself some good perspective as well. So fired up to be back though. We'll hear that entire conversation with Trevor Harris on, and about the the changes and the things he saw while he was out tonight on our pregame show. A countdown to kickoff starts uh, at five o'clock. Uh, I also talked with the Jamie Elizondo, Daryl, and it sounds like and, and you heard Trevor kind of intimate there that there'll be some some changes. And I think we're going to see them go deep a little bit more. We're going to see them try and stretch the field a little bit more, uh, try and use the speed of their receivers and and allow the receivers to make a play. Maybe throw up some more as they call them 50-50 balls and let the receivers go up and try and make a play and, and and get some big big uh, big games that way because yeah. they want to start fast i mean the last two games they've been down 14 nothing after the first two series and you can't start that way and win many football games they came back uh against winnipeg uh, on the 18th and, and took the lead after getting down 14 nothing but uh you're not going to do that twice so you got to start better and that will be one of their main focuses for the game tonight yeah but it's never just the quarterback either so if you want to go long you have to have protection if you don't have protection well you can't go long so you know, they're the best laid plans. 
Yeah, ultimate team sports. That's what, that's what they call football. So they have to get protection for sure. And, I mean, last time Trevor Harris played a game, he got sacked seven times. So they need better protection for sure. Uh, on the other side, they got to get to the quarterback a little bit more as well as a defensive line. I mean, the Elks are last in the CFL in sacks with just 13 and, uh, you know, compare that to Winnipeg, who has 20 and are tied for second. Uh, the, the Elks had five in their first game of the year. They've got 13 six games later. So, you know, do the math on that. In fact, they had nine sacks in their first three games. So they've got to get to the quarterback. Uh, they've got to start winning the line of scrimmage a little bit uh, a little bit more on both sides of the ball. So that's that's one of the focuses they'll have tonight as well. You know, and, and Brian, uh, a little while ago, ran a clip from James Wilder Jr. talking about, oh, they know exactly where they're at. They know the situation that kind of thing. You've watched football and watched the Elks for, for a lot of years. Uh, you often run into these these difficult times in a season, or you can often. Just being resolute isn't enough, though. Uh, like, Is there any yeah. way to try and figure out what the key is to try and get out of this funk? Uh, they, To me, it's, and you're right, you know, they got to start winning and they got to, they got to, stop you know and, and and i don't mean this in a mean way they got to stop talking about it and start doing it right and that's that's the bottom line because they're running out of time they start the second half of the season right now and uh, they need to to string something together if they hope to make the playoffs so yeah they have to be they have to be better as a team and I, and i think that's been the concern through the first half of the season is they just they're just not meshing well uh, whether it be on offense or defense and and especially on special teams they they've not had a good season on special teams so uh, you know it's 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 as i mentioned earlier it's the ultimate team sport and right now the Elks aren't playing like a really good team. They're, they're not helping each other out. Uh, the offense isn't helping out the defense. The defense isn't helping out the offense. Special teams isn't helping out anybody right now. <laughs> so they have to they have to play more as a team. And that's it's easy to say, but really tough to do. And I think that's been, been the focus uh, the last uh, couple of weeks. They've had a lot of extra time because they haven't played a lot in the last uh, couple of weeks. And I think they've, they've used that time for, for team building and team bonding a little bit. And, and, and uh, I believe that they hope they'll see it on the field starting tonight. There's obviously been a lot of turnover, but there's a lot of names that are familiar to, to Elks fans who have been here before. So there should be a core. You would think that that, that would help to sort of bind everybody together again? Yeah, you would think, and and uh, you know maybe it takes time. They didn't they didn't have the the same kind of training camp that they were used to. Uh, uh, they didn't have any preseason games, but I mean everybody was in the same boat, and other teams have gotten their rosters together. So you know there there was turnover with some guys returning, uh, and and you know it's it's just the fact they just got to do it, and and it's just plain and simple. They just got to go out and play now. They got to make plays. They got to play better. They got to play for each other, and they got to make things happen. I mean they, they got to me. I'm and I, I talked to a couple of guys and again uh, Trevor Harris yesterday and we'll hear it on the on the pregame show tonight is like uh, it, people are surprised this team is two and five people around this team because the talent is better than their record shows but your record is your record right you are who you who your record is as the old saying goes from from Bill Parcells so uh, they have to they have to start proving people wrong now and have to go and start start playing better playing as a team and winning some games yeah reality does kind of slap you upside the head doesn't it. <laughs> expectation versus reality yep yep for sure absolutely and and uh, that's the case and and you know what uh there was some thought that you know maybe teams were because the expectations were were a little bit higher the Elks and people thought they might be a better team maybe teams got up for them more in in the first half of the season and now it's the Elks turn to respond and and make sure they raise their level of play as they go up against <laughs> teams in the second half so we'll see I mean it's it's up to them now right the, the schedule though is not in their favor first off they got two games against the best team in the league uh the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Later on, they'll have two games against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They've also got 
the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Toronto Argonauts in there, teams that are fighting for first place in the CFL Eastern Division, although the records aren't as good. And then they end the season with three games in seven days, which will be just a, an incredible grind. I mean, football teams play a game a week for a reason because it takes a lot out of you, right? Sometimes they play on those short weeks, but playing three games in seven days is, is just crazy, but it was forced upon the Elks because of their COVID situation earlier in the season. So it's not going to be easy. Nothing's going to be easy for them the rest of the way. Whatever they get in the second half of the season, they're definitely going to have to earn it. Well, hey, you might as well start with the, the big dog on the block and go after him and see if you can take, tell you what, take you know, him out. You, you walk into Winnipeg where they've won 15 of their last 16 games, all four games they've played here this year. Yeah. You walk into Winnipeg and play well and win, everybody takes notice and, and it can change things quickly. So this is kind of a swing game this season, I think, for the Edmonton Elks. Uh, even even playing well and losing, I think, will help them moving forward. But you got to get a better, uh, better performance. You got to get some better oh, results yeah. on the field. Yeah, and you know, it, that that becomes down to business too, because fans get pretty tired of watching their their team get the get the bejeebers yeah. kicked out of them on a regular oh, regular basis, right? Lost, it's demoralizing. Four at home, they've lost four at home yeah. this year, right? So not only can the Elks help the football side of the operation with a win tonight, but they can help the business side and sell a few tickets for next game uh, in, in against Winnipeg yeah. in Edmonton in a week. So. Uh, yeah, they can. Uh, you know what? The old saying is, "Winning cures everything," right? And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. At least for at least if you get a win tonight, you cure everything for a week, and you can move forward. So sure uh, it, it would be a huge victory for the organization. Like I said, both football wise and business wise, if they can get a win tonight, but not going to be easy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.